Hello and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Verley, founder and CEO of Project Purple, and we have another interview for you coming up with two very special guests. I love when we have multiple guests on the podcast after a few quick updates. So as we record this, we're just starting Q2. I had to think about that. That's pretty scary. But 2022 was a record year for us. And we just want to thank everyone who made it so special for us to make it such a record year for us right now. We're into Q2 for 2023 and things look awesome. Uh, most of our spring races are actually full. Um, most of our fall races, our, our major world, mar- world marathon major races like New York and Chicago are full as well. I think we have a couple spots left for Chicago, which is crazy, 125 runners. Uh, we still have spots for our Berlin marathon team. And we have so many other great races happening in the fall and in the summer as well from Twin Cities to Detroit. So if you're interested in running with us this year, feel free to check out our website, projectpurple.org, learn more about all the great races that we have. We also added a bunch of half marathons recently as well in the spring and in the fall. For those locally who live here in the Connecticut area, coming up on June 5th, we've got our annual charity golf classic. If you're a golfer, we still have some foursomes available. If you own a business and would love to get involved and sponsor the event, we have plenty of sponsorship opportunities available as well for more details on that. Feel free to check out our website, projectpurple.org. Also, be on the lookout for our virtual events as we continue to embrace our virtual series of events. We just came off our Purple Patties in March, and we've got our Dino's Double coming up in June. So to learn more about those as well, check out our website, projectpurple.org. For everything Project Purple, make sure you follow us wherever you are on social, and feel free to visit our website, which I've mentioned maybe 13 times already, projectpurple.org. Without any further ado, let's meet our guest today. And I'm super excited. I just talked all about what we've done in the past. This year is going to be really special for us because we are launching a new concept. And I've got Beth Wadden, account manager at Over the Edge, and Sean Fleming, growth and strategic partner with Over the Edge here today at the Project Purple Podcast. We are launching, this is official folks, we are launching Over the Edge with Project Purple in two markets, two key markets for us, one in Lincoln, Nebraska, and the other one here closer to home in Hartford, Connecticut in the fall. And, and while Lincoln's happening in August, late August, which is almost the fall, and uh, Connecticut is happening in September, mid-September. So welcome to the Project Purple Podcast, Beth and Sean. Thank you. So this is a little bit different because uh, we're, we're kind of announcing this concept. And what I wanted to do here on this podcast is really to give our audience, and we've got a pretty vast audience, people from all walks of life, participants, survivors, fighters. Um, I want to kind of bring to the audience what over the edge is. So we've just teed it up and everyone's probably like, well, what's over the edge? What is What does over the edge really mean? You guys are the experts. You guys live, sleep, eat over the edge. You guys have been at it for a really long time. So first, let's talk about what over the edge actually is. And then we'll go into somewhat of a history. And then we can kind of, I've got some questions. We can kind of like talk a little bit about each event as well. So I don't know who we want to go to first. Ladies first, maybe Beth, we'll go to you first. (laughs) 
Well, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, Over the Edge, what is it? Um, we are a repelling events company based out of Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, uh, focusing mainly uh, on nonprofit events. So we've got a bunch of different nonprofit groups, uh, some of the bigger ones that you might know, like you know Special Olympics Boys and Girls Clubs, but all the way down to um, new up-and-coming grassroots organizations. Uh, they're all running an Over the Edge event with us. Um, we have about 110 this year. Um, in Canada and the U.S., so we're not just staying where we came from. <laughs> We've gone south the border as well, um, and pretty well what we do, what I do, uh, is support those groups to purchase our event services in hosting an event, finding event success, so sponsorship, recruitment, all that fun stuff. Um, it is a peer-to-peer -peer event, so participants will register to raise money um, in order to go over the edge, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about what you're asking your participants to do here later. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what we do. We also send out certified rope access technicians to run the thing for you. We do not expect you to know how to run a repelling event. Um, and that's really the purpose of myself, Sean, and our entire technical team to, to help you do that. So it's kind of a crazy thing to do, but it's really, really awesome. And we're super excited to uh, come do it with you in, in Hartford and Lincoln. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. So I know, Sean, you're newer to the team because you joined uh, late last year. Um, in, in your experience, how, how do you define what you guys do? Yeah, great question. And, and thanks for having us. You know, I mean, we are a very unique and exclusive company when it comes to fundraising, right? We're not your typical uh, run, walk, gala, golf tournament. It's just thinking a little bit outside of the box. I mean, those are all great events. Um, we just bring something a little different to the table. Um, and we allow, as Beth said, it's a peer to peer platform that gives not for profits the opportunity to. Um, do something different and, and repel off the building to raise money for their cause. So, you know, how many people have actually repelled off a skyscraper? Not a lot. So, when you have that opportunity to to connect with your uh, with your organization and your and your your not for profit and being able to um, help them do that, it's 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 a pretty fun and unique event. It's awesome. Um, and, and I'll talk about my experience a little bit later with it. Uh, but yeah. so question for either one of you where did this concept start because you guys have been at this for quite some time um you know but we're i i'd love to know the backstory like was someone just sitting at a bar well maybe not a bar maybe a coffee shop uh and just said hey i've got this idea let's just repel down the buildings i i know there's a lot of people in the community and in the organization that have a repelling background um, so I don't know if it started there or somewhere, but I'd love to hear kind of like, where did this whole concept start? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Beth. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, so it, it came out of the mind of our CEO, Paul Griffith, um, in 2008, actually, is when we started Over the Edge. But before that, um, he and a group of other outdoor enthusiasts in Halifax, Nova Scotia, wanted to find a way to have a creative fundraiser and just put together a, an over the edge event for uh, Easter Seals. I believe it was later sold to them um, a different, um, a different event name for them now. And they've been kind of hanging on to that in this license here in Halifax for quite some time. Um, but since that was so successful and so much fun, he really wanted to take it and bring it to as many people as possible. And it just kind of ran from there, um, finding a lot of certified rope access technicians in um, the States to grow down here and bringing on uh, fundraising professionals 
and sales teams. <laughs> and it really just sort of snowballed from one really neat idea to start fundraising for a local nonprofit into this great thing that you see here today. So wild. Um, I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall though, to, to, as they say, to just like say, like, see that initial conversation. I've just like, I consider myself an entrepreneur. So, you know, people always ask me the question, like, why Project Purple? Like, what made you do the running? What, what you know, that, and I just always am very curious because clearly, okay, so fast forward now, we're in 2022. You guys have had this long uh, experience of, of doing these events. I think you guys have done, you know, raised over what, like 150 million, I think combined since inception, I was reading somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. 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 Which, you know, it's, it's hard to fathom, you know, because like, I think the other thing that I, I think I don't want to discredit here is that you guys don't, um, what's the proper term here? It's not as if there's a million of these going on every weekend, right? And and something that, um, and I know we might be putting the cart before the horse here a little bit in this conversation, but you know, with working with you guys, like there there are only a certain amount of permits per area geographically that can be used, right? Um, so again, to think about like that number at 150 million over that time frame is a, an insane amount of money helping charities do the great things they do um versus like people I don't want people to think like and this is okay I'm I'm selfishly going to sell us here like it's not as if this is going to be be done the the week after us so if you don't come to Nebraska or come to Hartford odds are you're going to have to wait another year to do this so you know you want to get on this and we also know which is now we're we're like talking out loud here, which is kind of crazy. That there's only a certain amount of people that can go down the rope on the day. Yeah, that's right. So that's it, it is really kind of this special thing. And as we talk out loud here, it's pretty wild. Like if you really think about it, right? Like it's not something that you know. From a again, you can't do it every day. And there is, you know, if you have two ropes, I think you guys have said it's like maybe a hundred people in a day, 92 people in, in one day, you know? So we're yeah. not talking about millions and millions and millions of people. No, yeah. it's a pretty exclusive opportunity. And although it's not something that you can do every day, um, it is something that a lot of people are actually eligible to do as well. So folks who wouldn't really have access to an opportunity like this, I mean, I've spent time on the roof chatting with um, grandmothers, <laughs> I'm part of a team of grandmothers planning to go over the edge. I've met um, kids in their, in their mid to late teens getting to go over the edge, uh, individuals with uh, disabilities, individuals who um, are beneficiaries of the groups that get to do this as well. So just all different walks of life get to participate in this event. It is very exclusive. So of course you want to raise your funds uh, in a timely manner to get onto the schedule. Um, but it is something that's open to a lot of people, even though it is really exclusive. So it's a, such a neat opportunity. So awesome. So let's, yeah. let's talk about the actual event itself. So, and, and maybe we'll, we'll start from the process of, okay, the, the building, a building is identified for the particular charity. So the weekend comes and what does that look like? So maybe just walk our audience through that just to give them an idea, because clearly people know, like if we're doing a marathon, they know they've got to, you know, get from point A to point B, 26.2 miles, whether they're going to run, crawl, walk, jog, that's really up to them. This is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so yeah, the event starts off, obviously when you're talking about a repelling event, 
it's all about safety at the same time, right? So safety, safety, safety. So our event would start off with our, our three technicians who run an event. Uh, they would show up to a building and they would have uh, their first uh, safety meeting with the, with the building and our volunteers. Um, they'd walk through the building, making sure that everything uh, is where it should be. And when we had the building vetted, it, it's, it looks the same. So from there, they go on and they, uh, they rig the building uh, with the repelling gear. And you know, that takes probably you know, anywhere from two to three hours um, to make sure it's uh, ready to go. They then obviously do a couple of repels and make sure everything's safe. Um, and the particular event that, that we're doing with you guys, Dino, is our signature event, two-day event. We have then the opportunity to do a VIP slash media repel later on that afternoon. Right? So that's where you guys and the local media get involved with radio, TV, uh, local mayor, some CEOs, some big companies, whoever might be invited to this uh, two-hour spot that comes over and they can repel. And it's a great uh, opportunity to bring awareness to your cause, um, to, to uh, bring awareness to you know, what you're doing in the community and how you're impacting the community. Uh, and then again, these people get to repel off of a, off of a building. So it's, it's pretty unbelievable when you, you think about it. I mean, you were there in, in Connecticut and uh, you saw what the Boys and Girls Club did. Um, and you know, I think uh, the experience itself um, is it's really something that uh, people need to experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll say from my experience, you know, I, <laughs> you were like, hey, if you want to come down and check it out, I was like, okay. I didn't even think I was going to repel that day. But then when you walked me through the whole process, you know, and, and I was like, all right, what do I expect? And, and to be honest with you, I don't think I, I, I told you this that day. I was like, ah, I'm not doing this. Like, this is crazy. I'm not doing it. But then when you're like, hey, you ready, man? You want to go up? I was like, all right. Yeah. What the hell? What, what are the, what are the chances I could ever do this? Right. And I grew up in Bridgeport. So I was like, I know that building. It's so iconic. I'm like, I got to do this. Right. But then going through the safety briefing, you know, down below, uh, yeah. getting, getting rigged up and everything. Um, cause I didn't know, like, I was like, all right, how does this thing work? You know, like what's going to happen here? Uh, so let's just talk about that process. Like, so when, when participants arrive and I know it's a little bit different, you know, clearly I came on that Friday to do the VIP and media, yeah. which is a little bit different, but if let's say you're a participant and you're slotted in at the that like the ten o'clock hour because I yeah. know it starts a little bit earlier. But let's say yeah. you're at that ten o'clock hour. What's that look like? Like how how early do they have to arrive? And like what what's the process process till they get to the edge? Because the yeah. edge is probably the easiest. Well, yeah, the edge not is the sometimes the easiest part for sure, <laughs> uh, but also at the same time the hardest. Um, so again, day two starts. We talk about safety. The first thing we do is we have a safety meeting, right, to make sure everything is where we left it when we pulled the ropes the day before. Um, so participants start to show up around eight o'clock, right? It's a full eight hours, eight hours repelling. Um, they show up at the registration desk, make sure that their, their waivers are signed, their paperwork's in, in order. From there, a volunteer is going to take you over to the staging area, um, where they're going to get all geared up like we did with you, right? Put your harness, your helmets, all the, all the jewelry, as some of our, um, our technicians would call it, that gets, uh, put around your neck and clipped onto you. So again, that's that's stage two at staging. So registration staging, safety check at staging. We then uh, go up to the roof um, where we're gonna go off of a, a practice wall, right? So you're gonna get hooked in, you're going to you're gonna be checked again with your gear through our with our technicians. 
making sure that everything is where it should be. And, and that practice wall is going to get the participants comfortable in, in being, you know, leaning back like you're going over the edge, but feeling comfortable, right? That's the biggest thing that, um, that they need to do. They need to feel comfortable to do this. Um, so once, once that happens, it's probably about a, you know, anywhere from a, you know, a 20 to, to 50 feet foot walk to the, to the tripod that's set up to go over the edge. You're then hooked in um, and you're coached the whole way through this, right? Our technicians are incredible. They'll, uh, they're, they're, you know, having a conversation with you, trying to keep your mind maybe off it or, or talk to you about what's going on, whatever their participants talking about the, you know, our, our technicians are making them feel comfortable. Um, you're hooked in and then, you know, you lean back a bit, you were there, uh, and they, you know, you start to, you start to, um, you start to do the, the whole repel, right? You go over the edge. So, um, and again, the whole time our, our, our technicians are in control, right? If, if you don't feel comfortable and you're a quarter of the way down or halfway down or just the first couple steps down, they can come and get you. They can make sure that you're down safely. So, you know, I can't, I can't stress safety enough in these events, but, the um you know once you're going down you're having a look around i remember going down we were side by side in that building in uh in connecticut right the views that you had was incredible of, of the of the city and you know you're just you're just edging your way down um you know step by step and you know if you would have asked me a year ago do i think i was going to be doing something like this done it a couple times already i would have said no so <laughs> I'm, ex I'm excited for for your supporters to try something different and for you to be able to bring on new supporters who don't aren't runners, right. To Correct. do something different. So, um, yeah, well, that's kind of, that's it in a nutshell. Right. But at the same time, when you get to the bottom, um, there's a celebration, right. You just went over the edge for this charity, um, that you support and, and you know, there's, there's a celebration. So that's a, it's a big part of it too. Yeah. It's so awesome. And I, I think to, you know, to echo what you just said, Sean, I mean, so I didn't know what to expect. And, and given my experience, like, um, I, I thought I was safe, like the, the safety in my mind, that whole experience was never a question because, you know, even from, you know, the, the safety briefing and getting checked in and having, you know, we had that microphone and, you know, you're hooked up. So like, if you have an emergency, you know, the people at top or bottom can hear, um, also the fact that there's the safety rope, um, and even like, even when you get to the edge, I was still locked in to that third safety rope that, you know, until they say, okay, are you, I, I, I don't know the exact specifics, but it was like, okay, you're, are you good now? Now you can go over the edge and they release that, that, uh, that last safety, uh, the, the safe, the one safety rope that's uh, connected to the, the apparatus. But yeah. again, yeah. you're hooked already into the, the safety line that is your, your main safety and you have that. I think you guys call it the gas pedal, which allows you to go down and back. So, yeah. um, you know, there was never, again, my point here is there was never a question of like, oh my God, like I'm not secure or I'm not safe. I, I think when I, we were done, I was like, I think I was clenching. So my stomach was tight. Like it was yeah. sore because I was so clenching like my stomach so tight because I was just, I think internally just a little nervous and, yeah. and well, whatnot. A lot, these, a lot of these participants, it's a, it's a, they're doing it for the first time. Um, yeah. Obviously they're repeat participants and uh, repeat repellers, but um, you know, Beth, what would you say? Uh, probably 90% or maybe it's first time repellers. 
Yeah, for a lot of groups, um, I would say it's around the the 90% range. Of course, we've got some folks that have really, really great return rates year over year. It's all about how you build a community within your organization and and bring that to an event like this. But some people, if you're like myself, (laughs) you will just get hooked on it, really. I didn't think I'd want to do it, but last year I made... um, made my repellent even 10. I'm looking forward to making it an even 15 as soon as I can. Um, so really, it's just, it's too fun. It's it's crazy, but it is safe the whole way. Uh, do you know, I love how you mentioned that you felt safe the whole time. And I think that's just a reflection of the staff that we have on these events. They are not just hobbyists. They are certified rope access technicians that are running this as a workplace at height. And they've really got the soft skills. They're such special people. They've got the soft skills too, uh, to help you feel safe and comfortable and communicate with you the entire time so that you really know where you're at and what you're doing. Yeah, you, you couldn't have said it any better, Beth, because I, I truly, that experience that I had in Bridgeport was phenomenal um, straight from, you know, meeting the guy at the safety uh, briefing, putting all the, the apparatus on all the way up to, you know, getting that uh, that training on that wall to to that specialist and just making me feel really, really comfortable um, because I was really, really nervous, but they so could tell. Big, big shout out to uh, Daryl, Sarah, and Todd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were awesome. Yeah. They were awesome. They were awesome there in Bridgeport. So yeah, it, it, it is really a testament and, and you know, naturally, this is where I come back to, you know, you guys have been doing this from 2008. So, um, you know, if you're really good at something, you're going to be in business for a long, long time. And, and naturally, you know, the success you guys have had working with various charities, various causes, uh, just speaks testament to, you know, what you guys have built and helped built there, um, you know, with regards to, uh, to the event. So I, I got a couple questions here and, and then, um, you know, we, we'll share where our audience can learn more because like, to your point, you guys do have other events throughout the country. I know on your website, uh, there's some information on there and people can kind of take a look at, and there's many causes that you guys support. I mean, I know we're here to talk about project purple, but selfishly, I know you guys are helping a lot of great organizations do many great things. So kind of a personal question here. Um, and I know you guys kind of alluded to some of this, but how many repels have each of you done individually? So we'll go to Beth first because she just kind of gave a little bit of a hint to that. But if you look back since your inception of, you know, working with Over the Edge, like how many repels have you done? So it's been 10 for me. Um, hoping to make it to a couple more events this year to see how quickly I can make it to 15. Uh, with the very first one, actually funny, you mentioned Todd earlier, the very first person to put me over the edge was Todd. Wow. <laughs> so that was really great. Um, that was off a 33-story building in Baltimore. It was uh, quite an intense first go. I've uh, done taller buildings and shorter buildings since, but really all of them. It doesn't matter if you're standing on the side of a, a two-story house, you're going to feel a little uneasy. <laughs> if you're getting pretty close to the edge, but yeah, yeah. 10 and, and a happy 10 at that. Wow. Sean, how many have you done? Well, she's got me crushed there. Uh, I've been with the company for five months now. Um, and I'm at two. The second <laughs> one, I, the last one I did, Dino was with you, but the first one was the week before, uh, downtown Boston at the Hyatt the special Olympics, uh, special event there as well. Uh, 13 years in a row, they've done it with us. Um, wow. So yeah, 23 stories, 22 stories, and my first repel ever, I was scared, but at the same time, I felt so safe, right, like you said, Um, and I hope to get in hopefully another two or three this year, depending on uh, where I'm going from a travel standpoint, so Beth travels a little more than me uh, with her role. 
Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I think both of you guys, you know, uh, that feeling though. So for those listeners, and I know we, we do a lot of, about running, right. And we've mentioned running in the, in the opening there, you know, and, and the feeling I had, I guess I can kind of relate a little bit to like crossing that finish line. Uh-huh. And there's been moments when I've crossed the finish line in various marathons where I'm like, oh shit, like I can't believe I did that. And like, it hits me like at like an hour later. And then there's been moments when you cross that finish line and you're like, man, that was freaking amazing, man. Sign me up uh, and let's do this again. And I, I know the, I know the feeling my first half marathon that I did, uh, you know, cr- crossing that finish line um, it was just such a, a rush really, right? When you think yeah. about running that, that long for, for a cause and, um, and you finished it, right? You, you think about, you have the anxiety of beginning it and then to actually accomplish it. Uh, yeah, it's a great feeling. And I think it's probably very similar to the, the feeling that your participants will get when they go over the edge. Absolutely, Sean. And I think it's actually even wilder because yeah, like yeah. you're in that moment of repelling and you're like, oh my God, like I repel it. <laughs> you know, for me, it was like in Bridgeport, you're like, is it 17 or 18 stories? I don't know, but I'm really high up. And wow, I'm looking over at Sean and I'm like, well, I could see where I grew up, but like, that's like seven miles away, you know, like, holy cow, this is amazing. Like, holy cow, what am I doing? (laughs) And then like, and then you finish and you're like so pumped up, right? Like it's that endorphin rush at the end. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, for the adrenaline junkies, they get that right. But then you think about the mission, right? And and we yeah. have this saying like, work harder, it's not chemo, you know. And and the other thing that comes into this is like, there's this fear, right? Like overcoming your fears and and living this fulfilled life. And you know, sometimes you do have to take, you know, get over the edge, not to be corny here, but of those fears to really achieve something pretty amazing. And I think that's what's so cool about your event here is that you you get all of that in a very short period of time. And oh, by the way, for those listening, like you don't have to train 12, 16 weeks to do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And you don't have to, you know, like that. And, and the impact is, you know, the impact of what you're doing is as great or greater possibly because of the fundraising as you are doing another event, but you don't have that training. So I'm like, Hey man, this is a no brainer. Like everyone who's done, you know, everyone, cause we always get complaints. Oh man, like I got to train 12, 16 weeks. I just don't think I have that. Well, Hey, guess what? I've got an event you don't need to train for now. You know. <laughs> so yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, question for both of you guys here. I got a couple left here. Long-term goals, where do you guys see the organization long-term? What's the ultimate goal? Let's say if we go out five, 10 years, where is over the edge? Well, from my standpoint, we'll have more events. <laughs> We're always looking for more events. I know Sean in uh, Growth and Strategic Partnerships is agreeing with me here too. <laughs> We're looking at more events um, and also looking at growing um, some other really fun products that we have on the horizon. I mean, we have just started to introduce um, Sky Race, which is actually an ascent. Um, we have all the equipment for that. It is just as safe um, as the rappel. Um, of course, we're not in the business of doing unsafe things. That's how we've been around since 2008. So we don't do anything 
although it seems crazy, <laughs> we don't do anything actually crazy. Um, so we do have um, that product that we're putting out um, this year. We've got a couple of people who have signed on to do that. Really, really excited to see um, how that works in the rotation of a traditional event this year. Um, of course, we've done it a few times before, but now it's it's really out there. It's available to everybody. Um, and we're always looking for fun ways to bring other adventure sports into um, fundraising. So we are working on a few things behind the scenes as well. So five, 10 years, I'd love to see a more people and, and be able to touch more missions um, and be just a couple of, of uh, interesting other options beyond uh, the rappel itself. Awesome. John, anything you want to add? Yeah, well, um... I look after Canada here and, and my goal is to grow, grow over the edge here in Canada. We had an exclusive partner a few years ago and now um, we've opened it up to uh, basically a free market out there. And, you know, with obviously a certain amount of license available in each major city. So uh, my goal and, you know, my vision is to have uh, an over the edge event in every major city in Canada. Um, and for, for us to be able to, as, Best that you know, touch other missions, touch other not-for-profits, and, and help them raise money here in Canada, and then obviously grow our, our base down in the U.S., where the majority of our accounts and our, our um, events are right now. Um, but yeah, just uh, you know, more events, raising more money for not-for-profits, and you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, corporately, we're we're getting involved more too, so so you're not necessarily talking about um, raising money for for not-for-profits, but there's an opportunity for us in this in this business to um, you know do some fun different things for corporations for retreats. Um, so that's uh, that's been a focus on on uh, on over the edge as well. And of course, let's get to that 200 million goal. Let's go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. And, uh, you know, if there are any corporations that are looking to tie in philanthropy and, you know, a great team building, I, I know a pretty good charity that they can partner with. That's a selfish, selfish plug there for a project. I know a guy who knows a guy, right? Yeah, we know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> and on that note, so we're excited. You know, we're launching in Nebraska, in Lincoln, Nebraska. The dates are the 25th and the 26th, really the 26th for the general public. The 25th is our VIP and media day, our event at night, and then the 26th. Uh, but we're excited because we're going to be right in a great area, the Haymarket at the Graduate Hotel in Lincoln. I believe where that hotel sits, it's got like the it's the highest point in Lincoln because of the geography or topography, I guess, of of Lincoln. Um, I think it's about twelve stories high, eleven stories, ten maybe somewhere in that range. I think it might be double digits. Yeah, it's definitely double double digits. It'll be it'll be a great rappel for your yeah uh, for the first event you guys are doing. It'll be incredible. Yeah, and we're excited. You know, Nebraska has been a great market for us. We've we've done a lot with the University of Nebraska Medical Center. They've got an amazing pancreatic cancer team. We help fund um, the first early detection uh, or high risk early detection clinic in the uh, in the Midwest. There at UNMC uh, a bunch of years back. So we've worked with the team really well. We've uh, you know we hope to have them involved in that day and and all the pomp and circumstance and, and just really looking forward to getting back to Nebraska with our own event. We used to do a 5k for a bunch of years. And then unfortunately the pandemic, uh, you know, had to shift gears a little bit with that. So we're, we're super excited to be back in Nebraska. And then locally here in the Hartford market, we'll be back, uh, around mid September. I know we're waiting to finalize a, a date 
Um, but so we're super excited to be able to bring this to kind of our home community, um, which is which is interesting because for a long, long time, we never did anything in state. We launched our charity golf classic three years ago um, to huge success. And, and we look forward to bringing more events here in the state since we have such a large following here in the state of Connecticut since we're based in Connecticut. Um, and I think, you know, the great thing, and I think we mentioned this before we started hit record, you know, with both of these events, I mean, it, it's really cool because just like we see with some of our marathon teams, we hope that our participants come in from the local area, but also from other areas that are easy to get to, right? Like Hartford is an hour and a half from Boston. It's an hour and a half from New York City or an hour and 40 minutes from New York City. So we can pull people from all areas. Same with Nebraska. It's a pretty easy place to get to. So we hope people uh, within the Project Purple community kind of come to Nebraska or come to Hartford. Uh, there's a lot of other things happening too, which is great too with these events. You know, like naturally you come in for the weekend, you repel on that Saturday, and then you have the rest of the weekend to kind of explore and do things and have fun in those communities. So we're really looking forward to having you guys with us this year and, and really helping us get over the edge in terms of our goals here at Project Purple. You like how I put that in there, right? Okay. I see, but, um, <laughs> My last question for both you guys, before we, uh, we share with our audience where they can learn more about all the great things you're doing, what is your why? Um, you know, what, what is it that makes you do what you do? And, and we'll go ladies first. So Beth, you're up first. Sure. I mean, my why, of course, is the people that we work with every day. They all have their own reasons. And I just love surrounding myself with passionate people. Helps me grow as an individual um, and learning about all the different experiences that you can have in life. I, I love over the edge as a concept because it is something different for everybody. For folks who've never been in the position of the beneficiaries that they're raising funds for, it's an incredible empathy building experience, right? If you're if you're raising money, say for, for your cause, you know, being diagnosed is, is a really scary experience and sometimes it's pretty uncertain. So being able to stand on the edge of that building and feel uh, uh, that same or similar feeling um, to someone just being diagnosed, it's, it's a great way to build the empathy instead of just, you know, going to a gala, dressing up and giving money. Um, and for folks who are beneficiaries, who are survivors, um, it's a great opportunity for them to showcase their strengths uh, and have something that they can be really proud of to show off to their friends and family right now. So the stories that I get every single day from the people that I am working with is, is really my why it keeps me getting up and coming to work with a smile on my face. Love it. Yeah. Great answer, Beth. Good answer. Um, so my why I've set up my family uh, when I go to work is, you know, the organizations that we're having an impact on. Right? When I met you for the first time, Dino, bringing, bringing this event to your organization and, and at the end of the day, seeing the impact that it's going to have on, on people at the bottom at the celebration party. Right. So, um, you know, would you say work harder? It's not chemo. Um, that is, uh, it's an incredible statement uh, that you guys live by. You know, the passion that the company has for for philanthropy uh, really drives me. You know, our, our, our people that Beth and I uh, work with, um, all of them, uh, they bring the same thing to work every day. So that that's part of part of my why. 
It's awesome. You know, I, 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 I leave you guys with this. I mean, it takes a special person to kind of do what you guys do because, uh, there's a, a piece of, uh, selflessness, right? Like you're, 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 you're giving up energy and time to help other people help other people. So I don't know if anyone's ever, you know, shared that with you guys, because without you guys, you know, without over the edge, helping organizations raise 150 million, it doesn't happen, right? Like that concept, if it was never brought to table and if there's not a team working behind the scenes to make these things click, to make them, you know, go through the support, you know, that you guys provide, the resources that you guys provide, the opportunity to network, you know, with other like-minded groups um, speaks volumes. And, and that's something for me as a, as a leader here um, that I've been extremely impressed with your organization, um, you know, very, very quickly and and how that opportunity you know, has created itself, you know, within that group. Um, I think I shared this, Sean, with Beth, you know, one of the calls I was like blown away, like this, this other charity was just like sharing all the, the goods and services. And, I, and I've always said like, Hey man, there's no, there's no proprietary on any of this, right? Like, it's just a matter of making it now. It's great that they shared that. Now we have to do the work. Right. Um, but it's, there's something really special about that. And, and I've been around, you know, now in this space about 13 years, you don't often see that, and, and and I'm not trying to put down any of uh, you know anyone, but you know it's it's just pretty special. So I knew fairly quickly that uh, that this felt right. Um, Sean, you had me repelling, like you had me sold, uh, and then you know after that first call uh, and just seeing all the great stuff you guys were doing with all these other charities and all the the positive feedback, I was like, this is a no brainer, man. We're we're gonna we're gonna blow this thing up, and it's gonna it's gonna be one of our top events, and and very quickly in a couple years. So thank you guys for all you do. Um, for for not only us selfishly, but then all the other charities that you're impacting and, and creating a, a better world for a lot of people going through a lot of lot of issues um, that deserve all the attention and all the, the the great works that you guys are helping to do. That's a, it's a big so team, it's a big team here too. So it's yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So my last thing here, someone listening wants to learn more about Over the Edge. Maybe there could be another charity that's interested. Just don't come to Nebraska or Connecticut. Stay out of it. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Where's the best place for someone to learn about Over the Edge? Because I know I've gone to the website a couple of times. I think you guys have like a really cool map, an interactive map that shows like all the events throughout the country. We do. Yeah. So that's overtheedgeglobal.com. Um, we've got a list of upcoming events. We have uh, links to schedule a call with Sean um, or with Jill, depending on where you are. And Jill is uh, the, the counterpart uh, to Sean covering a couple of different areas there as well. Um, so feel free to just browse the website, have a look. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Um, so by all means, look us up there. It's just over the edge um, on those platforms. Also, if none of that is your thing, um, you can also give us a call at 1-866-474-3776. Awesome. Awesome. And you guys are international too. So this is not just the United States so far. People listening in Canada, um, and I know that you guys have sprung up in other parts of the world as well on occasion, but mostly here in North America. 
And I do have a little uh, correction to make there. I did say the wrong number. It's one eight six six four three four eight seven seven six. I think I said seven four. There's just too many sevens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Beth and Sean, thank you for all you do. Thank you for coming on the Project Purple podcast. It's been awesome. Thanks so much for having us. It's been great. Thanks. You know, big uh, big thanks. And I want to do a quick shout out to Wayne Barnes, a family member who was just diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and He's battling it. So uh, we appreciate everything that you're doing to to help that um, help the disease. So thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Beth. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear today, feel free to share this episode. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow us on YouTube. Till next time, please be safe. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. <laughs>